Section 7 of The Natural History, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Natural History, Volume 2, by Pliny the Elder. Translated by John Bostock and Henry Thomas Riley. Section 7. Chapter 32. Arabia. Arabia, inferior to no country throughout the whole world, is of immense extent, running downwards, as we have previously stated, from Mount Amanus, over against Cilicia and Comagene, many of the Arabian nations having been removed to those countries by Tigranus the Great, while others again have migrated of their own accord to the shores of our sea and the coast of Egypt, as we have already mentioned. The Nubi, have even penetrated as far as Mount Libanus, in the middle of Syria. In their turn they are bounded by the Ramisi, these by the Tirani, and these again by the Patami. As for Arabia itself, it is a peninsula running out between the Red and the Persian seas, and it is by a kind of design, apparently on the part of nature, that it is surrounded by the sea in such a manner as to resemble very much the form and size of Italy there being no difference either in the climate of the two countries, as they lie in the same latitudes. This, too, renders it equally fertile with the countries of Italy. We have already mentioned its peoples, which extend from our sea as far as the deserts of Palmyrene, and we shall now proceed to a description of the remainder. The Senate, as we have already stated, border upon the Nomades, and the tribes that ravage the territories of Chaldea, being themselves of wandering habits, and receiving their name from the tents which constitute their dwellings. These are made of goat's hair, and they pitch them wherever they please. Next after them are the Nabateyi, who have a city called Petra, which lies in a deep valley, somewhat less than two miles in width, and surrounded by inaccessible mountains, between which a river flows. It is distant from the city of Gaza on our shores, six hundred miles, and from the Persian Gulf one hundred and thirty-five. At this place two roads meet, the one leading from Syria to Palmyra, and the other from Gaza. On leaving Petra we come to the Omani, who dwell as far as Charax, with their once famous cities which were built by Semiramis, Basanissa, and Soractia by name. At the present day they are wildernesses. We next come to a city situate on the banks of the Pasitigris, Fora by name, and subject to the king of Charax. To this place people resort on their road from Petra, and sail thence to Charax, twelve miles distant, with the tide. If you are proceeding by water from the Parthian territories, you come to a village known as Pteridon, and below the confluence of the Euphrates and Tigris you have the Chaldei dwelling on the left side of the river, and the nomadic tribes of the Senate on the right. Some writers also make mention of two other cities situate at long intervals, as you sail along the Tigris, Barbatia and then Thumata, distant from Petra, they say, ten days' sail. Our merchants report that these places are subject to the king of Charax. The same writers also state that Apamia is situate where the overflow of the Euphrates unites with the Tigris, and that when the Parthians meditate an incursion, the inhabitants dam up the river by embankments, and so inundate their country. We will now proceed to describe the coast after leaving Charax, 
which was first explored by order of King Epiphanes. We first come to the place where the mouth of the Euphrates formerly existed, the river Salsus, and the promontory of Chaldon, from which spot the sea along the coast for an extent of fifty miles bears more the aspect of a series of whirlpools than of ordinary sea. The river Achenus, and then a desert tract for a space of one hundred miles, until we come to the island of Aichera, the gulf of Capius, on the shores of which dwell the Galopes and the Chatini, and then the gulf of Gera. Here we find the city of Gera five miles in circumference, with towers built of square blocks of salt. Fifty miles from the coast, lying in the interior, is the region of Atene, and opposite to Gera is the island of Tylos, as many miles distant from the shore. It is famous for the vast number of its pearls, and has a town of the same name. In its vicinity there is a smaller island, distant from a promontory on the larger one twelve miles and a half. They say that beyond this large islands may be seen, upon which no one has ever landed. The circumference of the smaller island is one hundred and twelve miles and a half, and it is more than that distance from the Persian coast, being accessible by only one narrow channel. We then come to the island of Asli, and the nations of the Nocheti, the Zirazi, the Borgodi, the Catheri, the Nomades, and then the river Sinos. Beyond this the navigation is impracticable on that side, according to Juba, on account of the rocks, and he has omitted all mention of Batrisav, a town of the Omani, and of the city of Omana, which former writers have made out to be a famous port of Carmania, as also of Homna and Atana, towns which at the present day our merchants say are by far the most famous ones in the Persian Sea. Passing the river Sinos, there is a mountain, Juba says, that bears the marks of the action of fire, also the nation of the Ipermaranite, then a nation of Ichthyophagi, and then a desert island, and the nation of Bathymi. We then come to the Ebletean mountains, the island of Omonis, the port of Mochorb, the islands of Etaxalos and Inchobris, and the nation of Cadei. There are many islands also that have no name, but the better known ones are Isura, Rhenia, and another still nearer the shore upon which there are some stone pillars with an inscription in unknown characters. There are also the port of Gobia, the desert islands called Brage, the nation of the Thaludei, the region of Dabinagoras, Mount Orsa with a harbour, the gulf of Duatus, with numerous islands, Mount Tricorophus, the region of Cardoleon, and the islands called Solinares, Cachina, and that of Ictiophage. We then find the Clari, the shore of Mameum, on which there are gold mines, the region of Canana, the nations of the Apitami, and the Cassani, the island of Devadi, the fountain of Corallus, the Carfati, the islands of Kalayu, and Amnamathus, and the nation of the Dare. Also the island of Chelonitis, numerous islands of Ichthyophagi, the deserts of Vodanda, Basa, many islands of the Sabei, the rivers Thanar and Amnume, the islands of Doris, and the fountains of Dolotos and Dora. We find also the islands of Teros, Labatanus, Koboris, 
and Sabrachate, with the town of the same name, on the mainland. Lying to the south are a great number of islands, the largest of which is Camari, also the river Musicros, and the port of Lopas. We then come to the Sabeyi, a nation of Senate, with numerous islands, and the city of Asilla, which is their mart, and from which persons embark for India. We next come to the region of Amathascata, Damnia, the greater and lesser Mizi, and the Dramati. The promontory of the Numacheyi, over against Carmania, is distant from it fifty miles. A wonderful circumstance is said to have happened here. Numenius, who was made governor of Messina by King Antiochus, while fighting against the Persians, defeated them at sea and at low water by land with an army of cavalry on the same day, in memory of which event he erected a twofold trophy on the same spot, in honour of Jupiter and Neptune. Opposite to this place, in the main sea, lies the island of Ogyrus, famous for being the burial-place of King Eurythrus. It is distant from the mainland one hundred and twenty miles, being one hundred and twelve in circumference. No less famous is another island, called Dioscorodu, and lying in the Azanian Sea. It is distant two hundred and eighty miles from the extreme point of the promontory of Siagris. The remaining places and nations on the mainland lying still to the south are the Asorite, to whose country it is seven days' journey among the mountains, the nations of the Larendani, and the Catabani, and the Gabanite, who occupy a great number of towns, the largest of which are Nagia and Thomna, with sixty-five temples, a number which fully bespeaks its size. We then come to a promontory, from which to the mainland of the Troglodyte it is fifty miles, and then the Thoani, the Actei, the Chatramotite, the Tonabi, the Antidali, the Lexionae, the Agrei, the Serbani, and the Sabeyi, the best known of all the tribes of Arabia on account of their frankincense. These nations extend from sea to sea. The towns which belong to them on the Red Sea are Marain, Marma, Carolia, and Sabatha, and in the interior Nascus, Cardava, Carnus, and Thomala, from which they bring down their spices for exportation. One portion of this nation is the Atramite, whose capital, Sabota, has sixty temples within its walls, but the royal city of all these nations is Mariaba. It lies upon a bay ninety-four miles in extent, and filled with islands that produce perfumes. Lying in the interior, and joining up to the Atramite, are the Menei. The Alamite dwell on the seashore, in a city from which they take their name. Next to these are the Chaculate, then the town of Sibi, by the Greeks called Apate, the Arsi, the Kodani, the Vadi, who dwell in a large town, the Berasasei, the Lachieni, and the island of Sigaros, into the interior of which no dogs are admitted and so being exposed on the seashore, they wander about there and are left to die. We then come to a gulf which runs far into the interior, upon which are situate the Leonite, who have given to it their name, also their royal city of Agra, and upon the gulf that of Leana, or as some call it, Alana. Indeed, by some of our writers, this has been called the Alanitic Gulf, and by others again, the Alanitic. Artemidorus calls it the Alanitic, and Juba the Leonitic. 
The circumference of Arabia, measured from Charax to Leana, is said to be four thousand six hundred and sixty-six miles, but Juba thinks that it is somewhat less than four thousand. Its widest part is at the north, between the cities of Heroopolis and Charax. We will now mention the remaining places and peoples of the interior of Arabia. Up to the Nabatei, the ancients joined the Thymini, at present they have next to them the Tavini, and then the Suilini, the Aracini, and the Arini, whose town is the centre of all the commerce of these parts. Next came the Hemnitae, the Owalitae, the towns of Domata and Hegra, the Tamudei, with the town of Badanatha, the Cari, with the town of Cariati, the Achoeli, with the town of Foth, and the Minei, who derived their origin, it is supposed, from Minos, king of Crete, and of whom the Carmei are a tribe. Next comes a town fourteen miles distant, called Maripa, and belonging to the Palamases, a place by no means to be overlooked, and then Carnan. The Rhodomei also, these two are supposed to derive their origin from Rhodomanthus, the brother of Minos, the Homerite with their city of Masala, the Hamiri, the Gedranite, the Amphire, the Elisonite, the Bacalite, the Samnei, the Amatei, with the towns of Nessa and Senesiris, the Zamarini, with the towns of Sagiata and Canthus, the Bacascami, the town of Rifirma, the name by which they call Barley, the Ati, the Athravi, the Siri, and the Mathatei, the Helmodines, with the town of Ebod, the Agakturi, dwelling in the mountains with a town twenty miles distance, in which is a fountain called Aniscabales, which signifies the town of the camels, and Pelami, also, a Milesian colony, the town of Vethrida, the Kalingi, whose city is called Moriva, and signifies the lord of all men, the towns of Palon, and Murinimo, near a river by which it is thought that the Euphrates discharges itself, the nations of the Agri, and the Ammoni, the town of Athene, the Conoravi, a name which signifies most rich in herds, the Coronite, the Osani, and the Choani. Here were also formerly the Greek towns of Arethusa, Larissa, and Chalcis, which have been destroyed in various wars. Alias Gallus, a member of the equestrian order, is the sole person who has hitherto carried the Roman arms into these lands, for Caius Caesar, the son of Augustus, only had a distant view of Arabia. In his expedition Gallus destroyed the following towns, the names of which are not given by the authors who had written before his time, Negrana, Nestum, Nessa, Mesugum, Caminacum, Labicia, and Mariva above mentioned, six miles in circumference, as also Carapeta, the furthest point of his expedition. He brought back with him the following discoveries, that the nomades live upon milk and the flesh of wild beasts, and that the other nations, like the Indians, extract a sort of wine from the palm-tree, and oil from sesame. He says that the most numerous of these tribes are the Homerite and the Minei that their lands are fruitful in palms and shrubs, and that their chief wealth is centred in their flocks. We also learn from the same source that the Cervani and the Agrei excel in arms, 
but more particularly the Chatramotite, that the territories of the Kari are the most extensive and most fertile, but that the Sabayi are the richest of all in the great abundance of their spice-bearing groves, their mines of gold, their streams for irrigation, and their ample produce of honey and wax. Of their perfumes we shall have to treat more at large in the book devoted to that subject. The Arabs either wear the mitra, or else go with their hair unshorn, while the beard is shaved, except upon the upper lip. Some tribes, however, leave even the beard unshaved. A singular thing, too, one half of these almost innumerable tribes live by the pursuits of commerce, the other half by rapine. Take them all in all, they are the richest nations in the world, seeing that such vast wealth flows in upon them from both the Roman and the Parthian empires, for they sell the produce of the sea or of their forests, while they purchase nothing whatever in return. CHAPTER Thirty Three: THE GULFS OF THE RED SEA we will now trace the rest of the coast that lies opposite to that of Arabia. Timosthenes has estimated the length of the whole gulf at four days' sail, and the breadth at two, making the straits to be seven miles and a half in width. Aristosthenes says that the length of the shore from the mouth of the gulf is thirteen hundred miles on each side, while Artemidorus states that the length on the Arabian side is seventeen hundred and fifty miles, and that along the Troglodytic coast to Ptolemaeus the distance is eleven hundred and thirty-seven and a half. Agrippa, however, maintains that there is no difference whatever in the length of the two sides, and makes it seventeen hundred and twenty-two miles. Most writers mention the length as being four hundred and seventy-five miles, and make the straits to face the southeast, being twelve miles wide, according to some, fifteen according to others. The localities of this region are as follows. On passing the Ellenitic Gulf there is another gulf, by the Arabians called Soa, upon which is situate the city of Heroin. The town of Cambisu also stood here formerly, between the Nelly and the Marchades, Cambyses having established there the invalids of his army. We then come to the nation of Tyre, and the port of the Dani, from which place an attempt has been made to form a navigable canal to the river Nile, at the spot where it enters the delta previously mentioned, the distance between the river and the Red Sea being sixty-two miles. This was contemplated first of all by Sesostris, king of Egypt, afterwards by Darius, king of the Persians, and still later by Ptolemy the Second, who also made a canal, one hundred feet in width and forty deep, extending a distance of thirty-seven miles and a half, as far as the bitter springs. He was deterred from proceeding any further with this work by apprehensions of an inundation upon finding that the Red Sea was three cubits higher than the land in the interior of Egypt. Some writers, however, do not allege this as the cause, but say that his reason was a fear lest, in consequence of introducing the sea, the water of the Nile might be spoilt that being the only source from which the Egyptians obtain water for drinking. Be this as it may, the whole of the journey from the Egyptian sea is usually performed by land one of the three following ways, either from Pelusium across the sands, in doing which the only method of finding the way is by means of reeds fixed in the earth, the wind immediately effacing all traces of footsteps, by the route which begins two miles beyond Mount Cassius, and at a distance of sixty miles enters the road from Pelusium, adjoining to which road the Arabian tribe of the 
Ati, dwell, or else by a third route which leads from Garum, and which they call Adipsos, passing through the same Arabians, and shorter by nearly sixty miles, but running over rugged mountains and through a district destitute of water. All these roads lead to Arsinoe, a city founded in honour of his sister's name upon the Gulf of Carandra by Ptolemy Philadelphus, who was the first to explore Troglodytesi, and called the river which flows before Arsinoe the name of Ptolemaeus. After this comes the little town of Enum, by some writers mentioned as Philotera, next to which are the Abasei, a nation sprung from intermarriages with the Troglodytae, then some wild Arabian tribes, the islands of Sapirini and Setala, and after these, deserts as far as Meosherman, where we find the fountain of Tatnos, Mount Aeus, the island of Iambi, and numerous harbours. Berenice also is here situate, so called after the name of the mother of Philadelphus, and to which there is a road from Koptos, as we have previously stated, then the Arabian Ati, and the Zabadi. Chapter thirty four Troglodytesi. Troglodytesi comes next, by the ancients called Medoi, and by some Mechoi. Here is Mount Pentadactylos, some islands called Stene Dire, the Halonisi, a group of islands not less in number, Cardamine, and Topazos, which last has given its name to the precious stone so called. The gulf is full of islands. Those known as Maru are supplied with fresh water, those called Arenos are without it. These were ruled by governors appointed by the kings. In the interior are the Kandi, also called Ophiophagi, a people in the habit of eating serpents. There is no region in existence more productive of them. Juba, who appears to have investigated all these matters with the greatest diligence, has omitted, in his description of these regions, unless indeed it be an error in the copying, another place called Berenice and surnamed Pancrisos, as also a third surnamed Epidires, and remarkable for the peculiarity of its site, for it lies on a long projecting neck of land at the spot where the straits at the mouth of the Red Sea separate the coast of Africa from Arabia by a distance of seven miles only. Here too is the island of Cytus, which also produces the topaz. Beyond this are the forests, in which is Ptolemaeus, built by Philadelphus for the chase of the elephant, and thence called Epithyrus, situate near Lake Monoleus. This is the same region that has been already mentioned by us in the second book, and in which during forty-five days before the summer solstice, and for as many after there is no shadow at the sixth hour, and during the other hours of the day it falls to the south, while at other times it falls to the north. Whereas at the Berenice of which we first made mention, on the day of the summer solstice, the shadow totally disappears at the sixth hour, but no other unusual phenomenon is observed. That place is situate at a distance of six hundred and two miles from Ptolemaeus, which has thus become the subject of a remarkable theory, and has promoted the exercise of a spirit of the most profound investigation, for it was at this spot that the extent of the earth was first ascertained it being the fact that Aristophanes, beginning at this place by the accurate calculation of the length of the shadow, was enabled to determine with exactness the dimensions of the earth. After passing this place we come to the Azanian Sea, a promontory by some writers called Hispalus, Lake Mandalum, and the island of Colocositis, 
with many others lying out in the main sea, upon which multitudes of turtles are found. We then come to the town of Suchi, the island of Daphnidus, and the town of the Adulite, a place founded by Egyptian runaway slaves. This is the principal mart for the Troglodyte, as also for the people of Ethiopia. It is distant from Ptolemaeus five days' sail. To this place they bring ivory, in large quantities, horns of the rhinoceros, hides of the hippopotamus, tortoiseshell fingiae, and slaves. Beyond the Ethiopian Aratere are the islands known by the name of Aliayu, as also those of Bacchaeus, Antibacchaeus, and Stratiaton. After passing these on the coast of Ethiopia there is a gulf which remains unexplored still, a circumstance the more to be wondered at, seeing that merchants have pursued their investigations to a greater distance than this. We then come to a promontory upon which there is a spring called Cusios, much resorted to by mariners. Beyond it is the port of Isis, distant ten days rowing from the town of Adulite. Myrrh is brought to this port by the Troglodyte. The two islands before the harbour are called Pseudodepile, and those in it, the same in number, are known as Pile. Upon one of these there are some stone columns inscribed with unknown characters. Beyond these is the Gulf of Abalites, the island of Diodorus, and other desert islands, also on the mainland a succession of deserts, and then the town of Gaza, and the promontory and port of Mausoleum, to the latter of which cinnamon is brought for exportation. It was thus far that Sesostris led his army. Some writers place even beyond this, upon the shore, one town of Ethiopia called Barakaza. Juba will have it that at the promontory of Mausoleum the Atlantic Sea begins, and that with a northwest wind we may sail past his native country, the Mauritanias, and arrive at Gades. We ought not on this occasion to curtail any portion of the opinions so expressed by him. He says that after we pass the promontory of the Indians, known as the Leptikra, and by others called Drapanum, the distance, in a straight line, beyond the island of Exusta and Malachu, is fifteen hundred miles, from thence to a place called Sinios, two hundred and twenty-five, and from thence to the island of Adanu, one hundred and fifty miles. So that the distance to the open sea is altogether eighteen hundred and seventy-five miles. All the other writers, however, are of the opinion that, in consequence of the intensity of the sun's heat, this sea is not navigable, added to which commerce is greatly exposed to the depredations of a piratical tribe of Arabians called Asite, who dwell upon the islands. Placing two inflated skins of oxen beneath a raft of wood, they ply their piratical vocation with the aid of poisoned arrows. We learn also from the same author that some nations of the Troglodyte have the name of Therothoi, being so called from their skill in hunting. They are remarkable for their swiftness, he says, just as the ichthyophagi are who can swim like the animals whose element is the sea. He speaks also of the Bangini, the Gangare, the Chalabes, the Zoxine, the Syrache, the Derame, and the Domazames. Juba states, too, that the inhabitants who dwell on the banks of the Nile from Syene as far as Meroe, are not of people of Ethiopia, but Arabians, and that the city of the sun, which we have mentioned, as situate not far from Memphis in our description of Egypt, was founded by Arabians. There are some writers who take away the further bank of the Nile from Ethiopia, and unite it to Africa, 
and they people its sides with tribes attracted thither by its water. We shall leave these matters, however, to the option of each, to form his opinion on them, and shall now proceed to mention the towns on each side in the order in which they are given. End of section 7 Recording by Bill Borst